Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message. Welcome. We're excited that you're here to worship with us this morning. If you'll stand up wherever you are. Guys, I was tucking into God this morning and I felt him say this. He said, why should you accept defeat when I never have? I'm going to say that again. Why should you accept defeat when I never have? And that just stuck with me this morning. And I feel like it's for, for people in this room, people who are tuning in right now, like God is on your side. He is working for you. It says in Romans 8, 37, it says that we are more than conquerors, that we will have overwhelming victory. So this morning, we are gonna praise into that promise and we are just going to push into his presence right now. So here we go.
Let's give the Lord a praise offering. He is the Lord of our soul. He's so good to us. God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. Thank you for being here with us this morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you that we have felt your presence. Lord, you've changed us. You, you've given us a new perspective. Thank you, Lord, that we can come here and we can worship freely. We live in a country where we can do that. We praise you for that. And thank you, God, for everything you're doing in our lives, for continuing to work through us, continuing to grow us, Lord God, for continuing to walk through the storms of life with us, Lord, and wanting to do that. Thank you for loving us, Lord. We thank you so much for this morning. We thank you in advance for what you're going to continue to do in this service today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll we give him one more praise offering. He so deserves it. You guys can go ahead and make your way back to your seats and find your seats this morning. Guests and visitors, thank you so much for being a part of our live services. And for those of you that are ministering and, and uh, uh, worshiping with us at home, thank you so much uh, for joining us here at Fellowship Church and making Fellowship Church your home. If you are a guest or a visitor, maybe this is the first time you're tuning in, turning in from your living rooms or maybe on vacation somewhere, we'd love to have a record of you being here. We'd also like to get all of you that are new some more information about our church. Easiest way to do that is to text fellowship to 94,000. When you do that, you will receive some more information about the church. Also information about how you can download the Church Center app that really, really will keep you connected here at Fellowship as far as all the different things that we offer that will help you get connected then to others and connected even better in your relationship with the Lord. But thank you guys so much uh, for being a part of our services. We're going to continue to worship now with the giving of tithes and offerings. You know, there's many different ways that you can give here at Fellowship. Uh, you can text tithe. You can use your church center app, which is probably the easiest. You can give online. You can send your uh, tithes and offerings in or drop them off during the week. Or you can do like what I do. I actually still write checks. You know what those are? actually talk to students and they have no idea what a check is or that you sign them or you put amounts on them. But I'm old school, so I like to I fill out a check, fill out my tithe every week and uh, put it in the box in the lobby. There's several different offering boxes in the lobby. You guys can drop those off because we just we don't pass buckets or plates anymore. So take advantage of that. But as you get ready to give, let me pray a prayer of blessing over you. Lord, we recognize that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And Lord, as we give back to you this morning, we pray, Lord, that you bless us like only you can. Bless us with your favor. Bless us with all those promises that you promise in your word when we stay faithful in giving of our tithes. Lord, maybe put something special upon our heart right now to show us what you would want us to give. And I pray, Lord, that everyone that would give, Lord, would be blessed. And Lord, that you would just uh, unlock those blessings in heaven in their life uh, financially. And I pray, Lord, that, that everything that would come in would be sufficient for your church's needs. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you as you give. Here's a few more things that are happening here at Fellowship. Baby dedications are happening next Sunday, February 14th. So if you are interested in signing your baby up, you can head to the Church Center app for more information. Financial Peace is starting Tuesday, February 23rd, and this is a weekly class um, that starts at 6.30. So if you're interested in learning just some smart tips about money, about budgeting, about how to save and get out of debt, this is a great course, and it costs just $99 per kit. And if you would like more information or to sign up, you can head to the Church Center app. If you are going through a divorce or you need some healing from one, Divorce Care is an excellent course that you can take to get some healing from that. It starts on February 23rd, which is a Tuesday night at 6.30. The workbook costs $16 and you can sign up at the Church Center app or in the information counter.
Baptisms are going to be taking place on Sunday, February 28th in between the 9 and the 11 o'clock services. So if you are interested in taking this next step with God or maybe you have a child that might be, I guess where you can get more information from, the Church Center app. I'm so excited to announce that we are going to be doing a middle school through high school camp for our 4640 students. This is going to be over in Camp Cedar Ridge. We're going to take them up there, just spend the weekend with them, loving on them and ministering to them. It's going to cost approximately $200 and there's going to be more information to come, but just make sure you mark your calendars for May 27th through the 30th. Thank you so much for joining us today, either online or in person. We hope that you enjoy today's service. Well, good morning, Fellowship Church. How are you guys doing today? Are you excited to be in God's house this morning? I'm excited about this service. I'm excited about what we're doing over the next month. Uh, we're starting a series uh, here in February. We're, we're calling this series, What's Your Next Step? What's Your Next Step? And I wanna go ahead and dive right into scripture and see Jesus's words and, and you'll kind of see where we're coming from uh, as we look at Jesus's words here in John chapter 15, starting in verse one, this is what it says. This is Jesus talking, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And then verse four, this is kind of where we're gonna sit today on this. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine and neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. If, if you remember this year, we started the year off with a series called Walking with Jesus. And uh, really, we learned in that series that there are steps to walking with Jesus. And really, this is not something that it was just a series and we're going to move on. This is something that the whole, for this whole year, uh, uh, thematically, I feel led that we are going to continue to go back to this principle of remembering what is most important. And for Christ followers, it's walking with Jesus, right? For, for every person, we need to learn how to walk with Jesus. So over this next month, we're going to talk about the fact that since there are steps, what do those steps look like? in order for me to be able to be successful in walking with Jesus, to be successful in my spiritual life, to be successful when it comes to being a part of Fellowship Church. Uh, I brought with me a game that uh, my family bought um, right before Christmas break, and we ended up playing this game. And um, I really don't know why they bought the game. Uh, hopefully this is not an offensive game to you. Hopefully the title doesn't uh, frustrate you. Maybe they bought it because they know uh, of my affinity for felines, but they bought a uh, game by the name of Exploding Kittens. <laughs> Has anyone ever played this game before? Yeah. There's a couple of hands. How many of you that played the game, how many of you liked it, right? It's a terrible game. It is an absolutely <laughs> stupid game. I'm telling you, I hate this game. And this is why, sorry to just leave you out there on that, but this is why. It's like, we, we sat down and, and like we do at the Hooper house before a game night, we go through the rules because if you're a parent of, of a family of anything like my family, you must go through the rules before game night starts or it is gonna be tragic, right? 
So we go through the rules. We read the rules. And after the first reading of the rules, we kind of scratched our heads and like, I have no clue what in the world we're doing. So we read the rules again, slower, and we were concentrating. And we're like, do you get what we're doing here? I don't get what we're doing here. So finally, we just decided we're going to play the game. So we dealt out the cards and we started playing exploding kittens. And while we were playing the game, we we were finally getting to the point where where we were just frustrated. And I've got all these cards out in front of me and I don't know what this card does and I don't know what that card does. And And I'm like holding my head and I look up and I think it was my daughter, Rachel, who finally says, who's winning? <laughs> like, what, what, what do we do next? Like, I don't even know. Like, am I winning or are you winning? And how do you win? Like, like and, and we were frustrated. We're like, this is the stupidest game ever. Because you can get frustrated if you're anything like me. It is frustrating to not know, am I succeeding? Yeah. Am I winning right now? Because we're putting the effort in. We're putting the time in. But I don't know if I'm, if I'm getting anywhere. And man, that can be one of the most frustrating feelings in life. And it's not just when you play board games, it can be in any area of life. Like at work, I don't know, am I succeeding at work right now? Is my boss happy with me? Am I ever gonna get the promotion? I mean, when it comes to your marriage, like are we growing or are we moving forward? Is there more intimacy there? Like it can be confusing and it can be frustrating if you don't know. But today, what I want to talk about is like the fact that when it comes to your spiritual walk, it can be incredibly frustrating to go, Am I winning? Am I succeeding? Because I've been going to church for a while, right? I've been watching online, I've been attending. I've been, I've been, I've even gone to some classes and stuff like that. I've been doing church. It's like, What's my next step? How am I winning? Who's winning here? Uh, like, like, how do you know if you're winning? And I wonder, have you ever asked yourself that question? Or, or really, have you ever even asked God that question? Like, God, God, am I winning right now? Am I fulfilling my purpose? Am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I, am I moving forward the way I'm, I'm supposed to be moving forward? Because anytime that you, you don't have like some sort of results that you can track. See, if, if I don't have measurable results, I, I can start to get frustrated and wonder like, am I really accomplishing anything right now? And really that's what we wanna talk about over this next month is like, how, how, do, you, how do you recognize that, that you're moving forward, recognize that you're succeeding in your walk with God and being a part of the body here at Fellowship Church. How do you succeed? So you're gonna start hearing the question from us more and more, what step are you on? What's your next step? Because this will, be a, this will put into place very simply, what are some measurable results to know that you're moving forward in your life? And see, we need this because what you can do in Christianity, what you can do as a follower of Christ is if you've been a Christian for a long time, you can a lot of times look back and go, well, from years ago, I'm not the same person I was. Like, I, I certainly have changed. How many of you would say that? Like, you can look back and go, years ago, but, but it's the day-to-day sometimes that can be frustrating. It's like, well... I, I, don't, I feel like I'm still stuck with the same temptations, the, still pro, the same problems, all these sorts of things. It's like, I don't know what my next step is. And that's why I'm someone who, like, 
I like to build fences. And I know some of you like, you got a smirk on your face. You're like, all right, preacher boy, I'm sure you like to build fences. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a real straight fence, right? But no, I, I, I like it because it's something that has a measurable result. It's like you dig the hole, you step back, and you're like, look, there's a hole. <laughs> you put a post in the hole, you're like, we're getting there now, man. It's like you could see the steps along the way. So we're looking at the fact that God shows us that there's steps to following him. And our church, from its very beginning, has had a mission statement that fulfills the following of Jesus, the following of these steps. And, and if you don't know the mission statement of our church, uh, really we should talk about it more often and we're really gonna be focusing on it a lot in this next month. But the mission statement of Fellowship Church is to connect the unconnected to Jesus Christ and together grow in full devotion to him. I'm gonna say that again and I hope you, this sinks in because th th this is what, we're gonna unpack and look at the steps of this and we get all of this from scripture but, but the mission of Fellowship Church is to connect the unconnected to Jesus Christ and together grow in full devotion to him. So we're gonna be asking the question, what's, what's your next step? Well, if the goal that we know here at Fellowship Church is that the goals we're getting to a place where we're gonna be in full devotion yeah. to Jesus Christ. What is the next step I take to get there? Yeah. Well, it starts off with this first step. Step number one, connect. Everyone say connect. 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 Write it in the chat, connect. We gotta connect. We need, we need to connect. Number one, who are we connecting with? We're connecting with God. It's interesting because um, I brought with me a, uh, <laughs> a very important tool. <laughs> As you can tell, this is not mine. Um, so Will, Pastor Will was kind enough to let oh. me borrow his. Um, <laughs> yeah, by all means, there you go. Yeah, yeah I'm so glad I could help. Thank you very much for yeah. that. I, I found it in his office. You can tell he is a man that spends many hours every day working on his beard. So like, <laughs> I'm telling you, Beards like that, they don't just happen. It takes work, right? Like, I'm, I'm secure enough yes. in myself to be able to tell you that is a manly beard, and that is a beautiful beard. Thank you. Thank you. It is. It is. I'm telling you. Share this for a friend. <laughs> in fact, I think there's a lot of good manly beards in this place. In fact, I think we should even put a poll. You can do this, type it in the chat online or something. But who do you think has the manliest, most awesome beard in our church? I think my, my vote, uh, is a good one on the front row, but my vote, I think would probably be our drummer, Steve McGeary. Yes. That, yes. That is like ZZ Top level awesomeness like we, right there. Everybody looked at the drum case. <laughs> like he, 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 he gone. He's, he's back. He's backstage. But what was I talking about? Oh yeah, um, hair dryers. Okay, but, uh, beards, hair dryers. So here we go. A hair dryer is something that was it was created. It was invented for a purpose. It has a use and it's a powerful tool and it can fulfill that tool, but it can only fulfill that tool if it is plugged into a power source. And that is exactly what Jesus is saying here in John chapter 15 that he wants us to recognize when he says, remain in me and I will remain in you. 
No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, I created you and I designed you for a purpose and for a cause. And I gave you gifts and I gave you abilities and I, and, and I put you where I put you for a reason. God designed you and he, he, you're, you're, you're someone who can be used by him. But listen, just like this dryer, he's saying, if you're not plugged into him, if you're not connected into the vine, you can't do anything. And, and I think it's something that if we focus on, we look at it, we're like, this really, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful tool. Maybe I should have grabbed a drill or something so I don't look so girly up here right now at the moment. But uh, <laughs> it's a powerful t- tool, but uh, really if it's not plugged in, it's not going to accomplish anything. So we have to be connected to God. And he's saying, he's saying, listen, what you need to understand is no branch can bear fruit without being connected to the vine. And he's going, I'm the vine. I'm your power source. You're not gonna be able to bear fruit. You're not gonna be able to fulfill your calling. You're not gonna be able to fulfill your destiny. You're not gonna be able to do anything without staying connected to the vine. And he says, what happens to a branch if it gets cut off? If you go out in your backyard and you cut a branch off your tree, what's gonna happen to that branch? It dies, right? Now, am I actually saying that if you like, get cut off, you're gonna walk outside and die. No, that's not what I'm saying. But, but what I am saying is this. I'm saying that there are ways that you and I can start to feel when we disconnect from Jesus, when we're disconnecting from God, we can start to feel like areas of our life die. We can start to feel like emotionally I'm dying. We can start to feel like my dreams are dying. Spiritually, I, I, I'm dying. And I know that there's some of you in here that you've been in church longer than I've been alive. I understand that. And, and I think it would be real easy for you right now to check out and say like, no, I'm, I'm connected to God. I don't need to hear this. But no, 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 no. This is for every one of us believers because you know what the danger is and the tendency is for people who have been in church for a long time is that we get part of this right We connect to Jesus. We connect to God. So what we do is we connect on a Sunday. We come to church and we plug in and I'm worshiping and I'm singing my favorite song and I'm loving on Jesus and God's good all the time and all the time. And I'm just loving Jesus and I'm loving life. And then, then I, 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 I get pumped up by the message and I'm feeling encouraged and I've got purpose and I'm gonna go attack this week. It's gonna be awesome. But what do we do is we leave here and we unplug. And then we go into our work week and Monday rolls around and Tuesday rolls around and Wednesday rolls around and we're like, man, I feel like I've just lost my purpose. I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything anymore. I felt like I had hope on Monday, uh, on, on Sunday, and then I started losing it on Monday. Why? Because he doesn't say just connect to me once. He says, remain in me. On a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, anytime, remain in me. The only way you're going to have power and strength and purpose in your life is when you remain in Jesus. And I know that there might be some of you, yeah, I know that there might be some of you right now that would say, you know, I, I, I have never asked Jesus to be a part of my life. 
I've never asked him to forgive me of my sins. I've never, I've never connected to him in the first place. So what I wanna do right now, the Bible says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if you be, uh, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, uh, you will be saved. So I wanna pray right now and just ask any person in this room, if, if you haven't connected to God, this is an opportunity right now for you to just connect with them. Uh, to believe that Jesus, the Son of God, died for your sins. He rose again so that you could have life. And, and, and he is your Lord and Savior. So you have that power source, that connection with God and a home forever in heaven. So repeat this prayer after me right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for me and he rose again so that I could have life. So please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So number one, if you wanna know if you're being successful, you gotta connect, and the first part of that connection is connecting with God. The second part of that connection is connecting with people, and the truth is that we weren't meant to do life alone, and especially from God, but also from one another as well. And the Apostle Paul creates this really awesome metaphor in 1 Corinthians in chapter 12 when he's talking about how believers, how people that follow Christ, how we are united together and how we can be connected to one another. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says this in verse 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. So what's Paul saying? Paul's saying everybody has an elbow and a head and an ear and a toe and a knee. And like, just like all of those things make up one human body, that all of us together as we're gathered together make up the body of Christ or the church, right? Well, let me explain it to you a little bit differently. I wanna play a quick little game with you guys, if you would, real quick. And uh, I'm gonna show you a picture of an animal. And I want you to tell me what a group of these animals is called, all right? what a group of the animals is called. So um, I'm gonna use this screen right here. Let's get the first one up. Okay, we're starting simple, everyone. This is an elephant, if you guys didn't know, all right. What is a group of elephants called? A herd, that's right, it's called a herd. All right, next one. There you go. Pride, right? A group of lions is called a pride. All right, here we go, next one. You guys didn't know it was a touch screen, did you? It's pretty sweet, the technology. All right, this one, now we're getting a little bit harder. Cheetahs. What is a group of cheetahs called? Do we know? It's called a coalition. See, you guys are learning stuff today. All right, we're learning stuff. All right, let's go. Now, this is a group of donkeys. Now, be careful. We are connected to God right now, okay? Be careful of what you say. Here it is. A group of donkeys is called a pace. A pace of donkeys. All right, uh, next one. Here we go. A group of crows. Um, that's, isn't that terrifying? Yes, it's a, a group of crows is called a murder. If you see a group of crows, get out. Get out. It is not, so I didn't like crows before. Now I hate them even more. I'm glad that I did the research for this message. All right, uh, last one. Here we go. A group of vultures. A group of vultures is called a committee. A committee. <laughs> You might notice we don't have very many committees here at Fellowship Church. 
Some of you know that firsthand. Yes. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why we don't have very many, but what, do we, what can we take from this? Like an animal by itself has its own name, but as soon as it's grouped together with others like it, it takes on a new identity, a new identity. And so let's th- put it in our circumstance then. What would you call a person that is submitted to the Lordship of Christ through relationship? Would you call that person maybe a Christian, right? Or a disciple or a follower of Jesus? So what then, if you get a group of disciples or a group of Christians together, like holy, empowered by the, by the Holy Spirit, going forth to change the world, what would you call that group? We'd call that quite simply like Apostle Paul, the church, right? Or the body of Christ. So it's important to realize that you yourself are a disciple. You yourself are a Christian, but together we take on a new identity. You know, and it's important that we have that togetherness and that identity together as a body because we need each other in so many ways, in good times and in bad times. Like, you need people to celebrate with you in the good times. Like, people who, uh, who are actually authentically going to be excited for you when you buy the new car, right? People who will celebrate for you when you have the win in life. People who will celebrate. But, but I'll tell you, it's like, we don't need to just rehash old hash, but we know 2020 was a tough year. In this last year, like throughout all of the difficult things that we went through, I needed people as well. I I needed you. I needed the people around me. I needed the body around me to help me in the times when I was going through difficulty, through all of the hospital stays and all of that. I needed people to to come around me and help me. And that's what the body does. That's what, what the church does. Through good times and bad times, we need to not just be individuals, but we need that identity of togetherness. And I think just like Pastor Dan said, I mean, this year we learned that it's, life is just better together, right? It's better together. But it's one thing to know that it's just better together. But, I mean, I want to show you a couple of different spots in Scripture where it's not just that we're, it's better. It's just life is just better. But we're actually designed. We are designed to live in community, to live in connection with one another. So I want to look at a passage of Scripture real quickly in the Old Testament and a passage of Scripture in the New Testament. We're going to bridge the gap to see what it looks like and how God set us up to be connected to, with him as well as other people. So I'm going to start in Genesis 11, kind of an unlikely spot. It's a story called the Tower of Babel. Now, I remember reading this story growing up. It's the one story that's in between Noah and Abraham in the Old Testament. And it's the only story that's mentioned in between these two huge characters. And I remember kind of reading it over and just kind of breezing by it. But it's super significant when it has to do with connection. And so what's happening in this time is all of God's people and all the people on earth, they all speak the same language. They speak the exact same language and they decide they're gonna build a tower and they're gonna build a city. They build a tower and a city and for two purposes, one, to be famous and two, so they won't be scattered all over the earth. So those are the two purposes and why they did it. But the issue with how they built this city is they didn't involve God in the planning or any of it at all. Have you ever tried to build something or, or do something apart from the Lord? Does it work out all the time? No, it it generally doesn't. And it didn't work out for these guys either at all because God needs to be a a part of that. And then Genesis 11, we see God in his reaction to viewing the city and this tower. It says in verse five and six of Genesis 11, but the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. That's a crazy observation that people, God sees that people that are united, that are together apart from him can still do pretty crazy stuff, pretty amazing things. But God says, I'm not a part of that. So what he does, 
God does is he causes all the people to speak different languages and they scatter and they abandon their whole thing. Because the truth is God from the beginning has wanted to live among his people. And these people are trying to build up toward God, right? But God wants in the garden, he wanted to walk among Adam and Eve. He has uh, Moses and the Israelites set up the tabernacle in the camp. He wants to live and walk among his people. Jesus came down to earth to us. See, this Christian life is a, a lot of it can be like we're us trying to, to get up toward God, but it constantly is God trying to get down to us and him wanting to live among us. And this is connection that he wants with his people. And as these people have built this tower, built this city apart from God, if you build anything apart from him on your own, either it will crumble or you will. That's just the truth. Either it will crumble or you will. And this is what happens is God scatters all the people by causing them to speak different languages. So now there's a language barrier, right? A big one. And so as the people scatter, I wanna fast forward 2,000 or thousands and thousands of years uh, to Acts chapter two. And this story is hot off the heels of Jesus's death. And he had already been, you know, he's born um, all God, all man. He lives a perfect life, but he died in the place of a murderer. And so he, he, he died, but death couldn't hold him down because his perfect record was too awesome, right? Yeah. And he, he rose from the dead. That's right, he rose from the dead. And then he promises his disciples, his followers, the gift of the Holy Spirit and then he ascends into heaven. And so we find all of the, the disciples, all of the, the believers gathered in this place. And uh, when Acts chapter two jumps into the day of Pentecost, and right here it says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each and every one of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And right after this, we see that because they were in Jerusalem, there's a lot of other nations that were gathered there together too. All of a sudden, people in the city are hearing their native language spoke from all of these disciples because the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak in different languages. And so they're then gathered together in front of Peter and Peter then leads them in this sermon, basically illustrating that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And that we, we have to stay connected to him. We have to remain in him, right? And 3000 people are added to the church that day. But let's look at two different stories. In Genesis 11, God causes people to speak in different languages and they're scattered all over the earth. Acts chapter two, God causes people to speak in different languages, but they're gathered together in him. God became this common language. God became the common language, the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that, that lives in you, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you and lives in me. See, it, it became this union. It became this, this community of people that together now they have this common denominator being God. And when God is in the mix, nothing is impossible, right? And so when we look at this for ourselves and we, and we look at this in, in this idea of this community, this connection, I mean, you look at the word community, it means common unity, common unity. God is that common factor amongst all of us. See, God scattered a city to gather the whole world to him. Now, why this is so important to us and why this matters so much is because I believe it's hard for us to accept this fact that you are more than just a face in the crowd. But the truth is, if God's the common denominator here, and if we're all connected in him, that means that you are a member of the body of Christ. You are a member of the church. Like, 
you're, you're not just a face in the crowd. You're not just a butt in a seat, all right? You're, you're, you're more than that, absolutely. But you are more than that. And I think when we, when we start to look around at other people in the church and other people in the body, it's hard not to just compare and be like, oh, man, they can pray so well. She knows so much scripture. He can quote scripture in his prayers. I bet when she prays, God is like, that's a good prayer, right? <laughs> We're like, wow, he's so disciplined. He can do all this stuff. And, and we get this lie that, that gets into our heart and, and we end up believing something to the tune of, if I wasn't here, it really wouldn't matter that much. But the truth in scripture says you are a member of the body of Christ. You are significant. You are a member of the church, the body. And lies can creep in like that. But the truth is that you alone, yeah, you're a disciple, you're a, Christ, you're a Christian, you're a Christ follower. But together we take on a new identity and that means so much more. Yeah. So... I want to share a story of a couple from our church and, and they, they discovered this idea of being connected to God and connected to people. And they discovered it through one of our ministries here that we, we have called Rooted. But you'll see in their story on how much in their hearts you can just see that they were craving a connection with God and a connection with other people. And so here's their story. Our story starts where we met and our goal was always to grow in our relationship with Jesus personally and together. And being a part of the church was really important for us, which is what led us to Rooted and that want to serve together. I knew I wanted to get involved. I wanted to do a Bible study. I wanted to meet guys and I didn't have a lot of friends through the church. And then when this came up, it was like, yep. I didn't think I'd get as much out of it as I did. We'd get our coffee and we'd say hello and we'd talk about like how our weeks went and then we would just dive right into what the the week's reading was and how that kind of played out throughout our week. And I think within like the first 30 minutes of the first three weeks, every single one of the women would cry a little and, and really just open up. It takes everything from scripture and asks how you put it into your daily life. We had the people mm -hmm. that had grown up with Christ in the family. In the church. We had new believers. Couples, singles. We have, a couples we have mostly with couples with a few singles in the same walk as life as we are. Mm -hmm. You know, through Rooted, we all came together with that same initial mission to, to become closer with other people in the church family and have Christ as your foundation. Rooted to me was just like, from the very beginning, like here's the basics and we're gonna just move through what Jesus can do in your life in a, a simple way. We start in Genesis and we, we learn who God is and by the end, it's like now how is God moving in our life and how can we do that for others. And not only learning the text and becoming closer to God, but actually doing it through building real relationships with real people. The best thing about Rooted is it always seemed to take the scripture and tie it right in to whatever mess you're going through in your life and, you know, and reading donuts. the, and there was donuts, that always helps. But it seemed like no matter what anybody was going through, somebody could relate almost each week to what that message was. It really feels so easy to be around this group of people. Every week, it, like the conversations flow, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. The Rooted curriculum was really easy to follow as the weeks went on and it was like, it was very nice to have the beginning, the middle, the end. I didn't know what to think coming in to Rooted. 100% recommend it to anybody who wants to build relationships 
with other members of the church family and do it with Christ as the, as the foundation, mm-hmm. it just makes everything flow so easy. Even if it's something where you're not usually wanting to be in the spotlight, I would challenge everybody to to get outside their comfort zone and, and give Rooted a chance. Break down the walls and go for it. It is so worth it to see how God moves in your life. So the mission of Fellowship Church is to connect the unconnected to Jesus Christ and together grow in full devotion with him. So if the first step in our walk towards devotion as a church family together, then if that first step is connection, then let's make this super practical. Will, what are some very practical, simple things that people can do to get connected? Well, the first thing I'll say is if, if you prayed and, and asked God to, to be your Lord and Savior for the first time today, tell someone about it. That's gotta be the first step. You're gonna start connecting with people right there. So if you text the word heaven to 94,000, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we, will, we wanna give you some resources and, and put you in contact with some staff to kind of help you along that journey because that is huge, huge, huge thing. Now, when it comes to connecting with people, uh, I think right there with Sam and Randy's group rooted is such a great thing to be able to to do and to get plugged into our next flight for rooted starts on the 21st of this month so there's a few uh, weeks you can sign up for that uh, course on the church center app or head to our connections desk which is on the east side of the lobby over in this corner um, online if if you uh, want to get on the the church center app or if you want to email us or something like that if you can't find it please we want to get this stuff out to you but rooted is that great way to connect not only with god through scripture and through setting up some of these really cool disciplines in your life but also people in the same age and stage of life. And so Rooted is a great spot. But maybe for some of you, you've been you know, in church for a long time or uh, a discipleship course where it kind of goes over some of the basics may not be something that you identify with. I promise you, no matter where you are or who you are, where you're at in your life, like there's a place for you here. There is a place for you here. Like you are worth connecting to. You matter. And, and so if you sit down with us at a guest reception, which that's another, our next one's on the 21st of this month as well. Um, and you can register for that on the church center app or in the uh, connections desk over in the east side of the lobby or email us or whatever. We'll get it out to you. But that guest reception gets you where you sit down with someone uh, and you get to just see all the different things that are going on, whether it's groups or classes or courses. You can get a tour of the facility. You can meet staff. I know you, you drop by every time we have one love, and say, hey. And, and so when you do that, you can just be able to talk to a person about where you're at in your life, where you're at in your journey, so that we can get you on that pathway to what full devotion looks like in your life. So guest reception is another great way to do that. That's awesome. Well, uh, maybe you're at home right now, and uh, even in this room, you can do this. But if you want to connect, if you're here, you can stop by our connection desk out in the lobby. Uh, but you can also just text the word fellowship yep. to 94000. That's fellowship to 94000. And uh, one of our pastors, in fact, Usually Will, me. Yeah. Will's going to call <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that way we can talk to you, helping you get connected. But um, we are this month really going to focus on asking the question, what's the next step? And, and it takes a little bit of time to focus on um, looking inwardly, looking at yourself and not just glancing over going, am I connected? No, asking the question for, am I connected to God? And am I connected into the church body the way I should? 
And that's step one. We're going to continue with the next steps in the next couple of weeks. But I want to pray um, with you before we leave today. So if you would bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your presence. I thank you that um, you love us enough to where you've given us a plan of how we can connect with you and connect with each other and live life. And Lord, I, I just sense right now that the many people that have put up walls in their life because they've been hurt in relationships and, and are afraid to connect to other people. I pray that in this process of growth, God, you would help us uh, to tear down those walls and to let people in and let the right relationships in so that we're connected into the body the way you want us to be. So Lord, we thank Thank you so much. We pray that we would look more like you, that Jesus would be glorified in everything that we do, that our church would always bring glory to the name of Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Let's give a shout of praise before we leave today. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for joining us online. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord and that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I want to thank you for that. I want to ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the very first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below this video. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.